You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Fantastic, by the way. Thank oh, you good. so much for that, for mm-hmm. picking this up. You're so welcome. Uh, because we're not used to <laughs> to eating on the mic. We probably shouldn't. I think I have once <laughs> or twice when I've been on with MVP, but never on the editing bank. Nope. Yeah. There you go, Joel. Eat it up. Sorry. It's worth it. <laughs> it is. It's Italian goodness. It Carmine's Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Located off the corner of Spring Valley and the Tollway. That's 972. Uh, <laughs> Proud future sponsor of... Of the Editing Bay. We are the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. I'm Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Oftentimes, they are bad movies, but sometimes there are those undiscovered gems that, uh, that deserve their due. And uh, whatever the case may be, we will watch them. And then come here to this forum where we talk about it with each other and with you, our lovely listener. Lovely. Uh, and tonight we have a very, very special guest. Probably the most special guest we've ever had. Aww. Ever. <laughs> uh, Stop we, it. You already got the girl. Uh, it, it is, it's my girl. It's my girl and, and, and the woman who's carrying my future girl, mm-hmm. uh, little Harper Catherine. It's Sarah on the mic. Hi, Sarah. Yay. Hi. Yay. I'm Two so for the glad. price of one. So glad you could. I know, right? <laughs> There's actually five of us here around the table. Uh, I'm so glad that you could make it and that you brought a feast with you. That, uh, <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say a fetus. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for bringing yourself and your fetus. fetus. <laughs> I was going to leave her at home, but I hear that's really irresponsible. Yeah, we shouldn't. And, and don't leave her in the car. Yeah. Uh, that no. umbilical that's... cord will just stretch. All right, I'll stop talking. <laughs> So, no, uh, Sarah brought a feast. She brought this Carmine's pizza that Jeff is slowly picking everything off of. This isn't about me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is not about me. Uh, so we are talking about Willow. Yes, right? finally. S- story by George Lucas, directed by Ron Howard, uh, and, and music by James Horner. But he's kind of doing his best uh, John Williams impression through half of this movie. That's kind of how his career started, a lot of his earlier films in Cocoon, and he did a couple of the Star Trek movies, I think part six, right, Undiscovered Country, and four, the good ones, he did the good ones. Yeah. Uh, and was that, that's what you did if you scored a movie back in the uh, 80s, 70s, and 90s, uh, you were doing your best John Williams impersonation. And it wasn't really until, like, you know, last 20 years where now we're going through kind of this minimalist phase where... You have a, a CSI a, a bit like of a score renaissance. It's exactly. not so much music. Mm-hmm. Characters don't quite have themes anymore. No. it's oh. just kind of tones. It's all about or or, or heavy dr- as as evidenced by Birdman and um, what's the uh, a Whiplash? Yeah, it's the just drums. Like jazz drums jazz throughout drums. your entire movie. They should. Ooh, what if the next Star Wars movie comes out and it's all just like that's jazz so drums? So not gonna happen. That, that would be that heartbreaking. That would be Instead horrible. Of the fanfare. That's, a ca- that's a character in the movie. That's so you true. Need but the still, music. but this is JJ Star Wars. I would love. I would love to see a New Hope cut as they walk into the cantina and there's just one dude on the jazz drum. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one guy from Whiplash. <laughs> yes. Miles Teller. Just, just yes. high, high-hatting it like the whole time. <laughs> um, no, so Willow, also known as George Lucas's The Hobbit. Yeah, yes, right? very much so. Which also is, known as Star Wars. Yeah, well, Star Wars. I threw that down, though, when I when I bought the Blu-ray at uh, the store down the street, Movie Trading Company, uh, located off Beltline in the toy. <laughs> Future sponsor. <laughs> the, uh, the guys, they were like, oh, man, I haven't watched this in forever. Dude, this is crazy. I'm like, yeah, George Lucas is the Hobbit. And, like, they totally laughed and gave me, like, that introspective, yeah, yeah <laughs> you're kind of right about that. And I was really proud of myself. But, no, like Sarah was saying before we got on the mic, like, 
they they totally rip off all kinds of stories. Like you were right when you said Star Wars, yeah. but we were talking last night when we were watching this. Like, this is kind of like the story of Moses, where he gets he's put on this little patch of 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 grass and like sent down the river. Mm-hmm. See, but it's discount Moses because at least Moses had like a well crafted. You know, little he had boat. a basket. He got he, and it was you know, it had a the the tar on it to keep it That's waterproof. Right. You know, crazy old lady bitch is like, oh, quick, chisel out some <laughs> some ground, <laughs> shove <laughs> it down the stream. Crazy lady bitch. She had two seconds to put something together. That's true. Yeah, but we're dealing with an infant. Come on, a very buoyant infant. <laughs> yes, clearly. By the way, <laughs> because there really wasn't much separating her from the water. Uh, it was you know, impressive. buoyant earth as well. Can we um? Can we just kind of go back? I know we haven't even summarized like what this movie's about, and I don't think we really need to, but we will in a bit. Um, so this movie opens up with some text talking about how like there's a prophecy of a baby who's supposed to like d- destroy Queen Bev Morda. Uh, so lame too, by the way. I always that it seems like such a such a cop out when you just open your movie with three paragraphs of like fuck. I came to the movies not to read. I'm gonna. I want to be. I want a visual feast. Well, wait a minute. Yes, it's not like this is as long as any of the crawls from the Star Wars movies. I know, but that's become its own thing, and it's expected. Yeah, I, I, it, it was like two screens, like two or three screens of text, and it really wasn't a whole lot of text. But uh, but that would be but like up, if, up, up, up. <laughs> I'm loving it. That would be like if the Lord of the Rings movie. Remember that first, the Fellowship of the Rings. It starts <laughs> if off, the Lord of the Rings movie was like really just unbearably long, <laughs> that would be horrible. Oh if that wait. <laughs> No, but like the whole uh, prologue, it's it's yes. shown and it's done artistically, I and we see what's going on. But we still the get the, the back, yeah, we get the backstory and all the yeah. information. And this was just like some smoke that they we bought didn't even on really stockfootage.com. You didn't even really need it because you end up getting the backstory in the course of the film. You know, you 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 open up, and there was actually Ron Howard. I'm talking to you right now. There's actually nothing wrong with opening the movie with like, you know, the baby's been born. Does it bear the mark? Yes. Right. And like, just getting into it and getting into the story. That way, you're kind of creating the mystery of yes. well, what's going on? You know, what 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 is going on with the infant? Why? What does the mark mean? Why do they want to get rid of it? Because they end up answering those questions anyway within the course of the film. So the text opening is just it feels like it's only there just because it's a George Lucas story yep. and that's like okay well you've got to have the text opening to my movie <laughs> like that's that's the only thing i could imagine is just george and his goiter sitting on a chair <laughs> oh god talking to ron howard about like yeah and you've got to do that that's that's it George's Goiter. I'm this, picturing that now. Yeah, George's Goiter. I'm going to make my own Twitter account. <laughs> George's Goiter. Thank George Lucas. Uh, so do you, do we want to get into like the story of Willow? Uh, yeah, sure. Do you want to so, summarize? Go, go, go ahead. It's like you said. It's it's every fairy tale you've known before, and, it, and, and in a lot of ways it's Star Wars. But uh, Willow is a – what do they call them? They're not halflings. They're not midgets. They're not little people. Wait, if you're being correct or are you being racist when you say They're midgets. I don't even know what – No, no. I mean what they call racist throughout. No, Pex. Oh, I know. Yeah. It just – it seems dirty. Yeah, it does. Everybody keeps – I even put a note. I was like, Peck does seem kind of a dirty term. And there's even a line where Eric – Near the end, um, says, uh, <laughs> "What are we talking about? The word Eric? It's no, not no, no, Eric. No, no, not Eric. <laughs> but what you, what you're about to hit, um, I guarantee, Eric. is what Jeff and I were talking about. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a line where he 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 says Pex, but then the next word he says is or. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But he says it so quickly, it he flat like out calls him a pecker. Pecker. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a pecker. Jeff was like, "Did he just call him a pecker?" <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, he did. I know. It, everybody says it so violently, and they spit with that P. They pop that P, kind of like I'm doing right now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh, oh yeah. So summary. 
Joel's always so uh, the Moses story ends. Uh, <laughs> although instead of you know when Moses was was uh, supposed to toes us roses, <laughs> but Moses supposes erroneously. <laughs> Dirty knee. How was it? Chinese. Japanese, Turning Japanese. Dirty knees. Look at these. Um, Moses, not Moses, Willow. <laughs> Can we just call him Moses? Sure, why not? Just little, little Moses. L- little baby. <laughs> Instead of being found by royalty, as what happens in the Moses story, it's found by uh, by little people, by by these n- Newlands? Nel- N- Nelwins. Nelwins. Uh, and uh, actually by, by by Willow's children. Two little, little tykes come upon him. Uh, and long story short, turns out that uh, this baby contains some magic or sorcery or it's the signs part of some prophecy uh-huh. that's going to overthrow the rule of uh, Bav Morda, which is, right? Is that, did I say her yeah, name right? Yeah, She's the, the kingdom of Nakmar. The evil sorceress who is uh, ruling the land and uh, causing a lot of distress amongst the peeps. Um, so then, you know, uh, the characters are introduced and action ensues. Uh, and then the movie's over at the end. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually... All right, so you can follow us on... <laughs> <laughs> That's at the editing bay. Uh, I actually like Willow a lot. Uh, I remember liking it. All right, well, I'm just putting my hand no, right out. No, I think you're in a safe place yeah? right now. Yes. Then why I, the I'm fuck? pretty sure all of us are, hu- especially after Good. watching it again, I'm totally on board with Willow. Holds up, man. It's a, it's a fantastic film. Yes. Thank you, it, yeah. Then why does it have a 48% with the critics on Rotten Tomatoes? I have no idea. You know, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. um, my because father- Because people hate little people. Yeah. They do hate That's little people. Is. That's right. You know, and for good reason. They're creepy. <laughs> Warwick Davis has like these huge hands. My God. <laughs> he is a condor. He is a little person condor. Those arms go forever. Flight of the Nilwins. <laughs> they're, they're kind of, they're kind of scary. He's kind of scary, so I understand that. No, my father- my father went to see this when I was a kid, and I never saw this movie in the theater. I saw it on video much later. Wait, your dad went without you? My father went with some friends of his. I, okay. I don't, I don't remember what was going on, but you know, my my father used to go see movies all the time. Now he doesn't like going; uh, he'll fall asleep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I take after my father in that way. Yeah. Uh, so no, my father had it. I have it. <laughs> my daughter my sister has, it. has it. You have that power too. <laughs> <laughs> Narcolepsy. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said necrophilia. <laughs> wow. But I, did, I was like, that it's, changes an, it's, everything. An, it's an N word. It's one of those. <laughs> wow, racist. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize on behalf of Joe and the Next Wave Radio Network. This turns south really fast. <laughs> no, you don't want to go to the south, especially when you know you're dealing with the N words. This is going to be one of those uh, episodes. <laughs> oh my god! No. Certainly don't sing a song there. I'm talking about necrophilia. Thank you don't want to be a southern necrophiliac. because <laughs> it's, it's horrible. That's what I meant. Okay, so my father. I'm went, just shutting down the Twitter account for this week. This. By the way, he went. To, but but check into George's goiter because we're gonna have all. <laughs> kinds of updates. <laughs> I gotta get that handled before the end of this episode. You, we really need to do George's that. George's goiter. <laughs> fact, First of all, I have to learn how to spell goiter, and then I will G-O-I-T-E-R. register. G-O-I-T-E-R. There you go. You should get on it now. I'm getting on it right now. Uh, all right, so my father went to see this with a, a couple of friends of his, <laughs> and like all three of them were like, oh yeah, that movie was just so long and it dragged on, I fell asleep. It was horrible. What? And like watching this movie now, I was like... Wow, this this movie is like it's paced no more like no more slowly than like Lord of the Rings than Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. In fact, it moves along at a better clip than Fellowship of the Ring. It's only two hours. Yeah. Sounds weird to say. <laughs> and and you get a complete story out of it. Mm-hmm. So watching it again, and there are so many things that I kind of feel like Peter Jackson was. Hey, I kind of like that shot. I'm going to recreate that for my Hobbit movies. Oh, interesting. Uh, Do you have an example? For uh, yes, when when the Nelwins were leaving. Their their little town, their shire or whatever. It's a quiet village. And there's that there's that shot. It's kind of the uh, the the perspective shot with the um, 
with, oh, the, right. with the tapestry. What, what, what is that? The, uh, yeah, the matte painting. The matte painting. Mm-hmm. There's the matte painting, and then there's them on the side. That's straight. Like, we've, se- we've seen that shot in Lord of the Rings. That's right. And then there's also the matte shot when they're on the log. Like, there's that whole, like, canyon shot, and then at the very top, there's the log. Also. And there's them walking across it. Also, this movie uh, filmed in parts of uh, New Zealand as well. So, there you go. Inspiring as I was, was asking Joe that last night. It. it, it I think it, the rest of it was filmed in England, right? Yeah, England, New Zealand, and then some sound stages, but also yeah, It's in, all the in same England. anyway. But I, I was watching it like, where is this place? Where are these places I want to go there immediately? Yeah. It is fucking go. I don't know where they're finding some of these environments. They look fake. The, f- the film is gorgeous. Like, it really is. When they're mm-hmm. in the practical, they're in the practical environment. It's gorgeous. Joe, and I'm so ashamed of myself. I'm always such a big stickler for HD, and I'm, I'm, I'm a 1080 snob. Uh, oh, what did my, what did they call me? Oh, <laughs> I have some friends who... Uh, asshole. Coined the the, term. I call you asshole. That's the one. That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> I have some friends who coined the term uh, a pixelitist, because I am a pixelitist. I only watch oh, HD. Nice. I like that. Right? Yeah, trademark. You get a button. 2015. Uh, and yet... Um, I, I, I only watched this instead in definition. I was not able and to find... And we totally watched it in HD. I know, and I walked in, and it, was, it looks fucking gorgeous. I need yeah. to watch it again. I might watch it again. Uh-huh. I'm gonna you should watch Blu-ray. it again, because there's an answer that I really need. Mm-hmm. And that's at the very beginning, and we were talking about this, at the very beginning of the movie, the, the midwife takes the baby, mm. and like, you know, it escapes with Alora Dannon. How long is she on the road with this baby? Because within the course of her taking that child, the child, like, grows a full head of hair. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, I mean, and that's not, like, a week, two weeks worth of hair growth. Yeah, that's, that's months. That's months that this midwife has been on the run. Meanwhile, it seems to take everybody about 15 minutes to get from one place to another. Right. In this kingdom. All of a sudden, we're in snow one minute, and then we're in the woods next minute, and then uh-huh. we're, like, in rock formations. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. New Zealand for you. If this is New Zealand, she has traveled the entire island <laughs> in the course with no supplies, with a newborn that needs certain things that she doesn't have. Yeah. And I think we decided later that the only reason she has this full head of hair is because they need to clip off part of it <laughs> the for end. the in ceremony. Uh, yes. So now we know smart. why the newborn, who has not gained any size over this journey, just uh-uh. hair. Just the hair. <laughs> just hair. And not even the hair is real. I was reading they had to glue that onto the infants. It looks glued in the very, it does at the very beginning. Yeah, it yeah, looks yeah. glued. Can we talk about like how expressive this baby is? Oh, my fucking God. This it's kid two, is two adorable. Kids. It's two kids that play a Laura Dannon. Guys, if your kid is as adorable as this baby is, I will be breaking into your apartment and smelling it, on, smelling it, selling it on the black market. Wow. So it is that adorable. That's, that got dark. That's not literal, just an expression. I'm just saying that... <laughs> Who else uses that expression? Every time... I, <laughs> I've, I've it's heard a new people, thing. I've it's heard a cliche. Say it. It's a new thing I'm coining. But she, she's adorable. Every this, time this you see a shot of her, she does some little quirky... F- I don't know how they got her to make the faces. That's the only sad part about this. You have to imagine mm. that, especially like when she's crying, I just picture like somebody like Jeff, like off camera... <laughs> No, I'm just saying, taking like, away her cheese. Got, <laughs> I'm just saying, you're you got this big bushy beard, and and she's probably frightened. I just imagine it was like a, a, a group of teamsters just frightening this child to get the okay, uh, not just expression. her. The the scene in <gasps> in the Nelwyn village yes. when the dogs attack and Willow's daughter is like sitting there. Cry- that's a real fucking ah, cry. She, that's yes. one of the best performances in the film. Is and that she, little kid losing her shit up and, there? And we already see from earlier in the movie that little kid is a shitty actress. Yeah. Oh, uh, but she's <laughs> cute too. But she's a shitty actress. But that performance, yeah. like Sarah was All saying, all she needed to do when when they when they cast her in this, like, okay, we need you to be small. We need you to be able to laugh. And giggle a little bit and cry. Quick, someone yes. like step on her foot. Show me terrified. Tell her that her parents have just been brutally murdered by her puppy. Whatever. Make this child lose it. And roll cameras. <laughs> yeah, no. It's a, But that baby. Oh, God. 
I, I, you could, you could, and there's got to be a super cut of this on YouTube somewhere, but just like take the little shots of, it sounds creepy as I'm saying it out loud. <laughs> I just want to see the shots of the baby. <laughs> just put it on a compilation and I don't need the rest of the movie. This is the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio <laughs> Network. We're going to be taking a break for about two months. No, while she's adorable. Joel gets though. some stuff sorted out in court. She just like laughs and she does, furrows she does, like, her brow. Oh, raising, yeah. Like mm. raising one eyebrow. Or smirks. She'll smirk like just one side of her mouth when Mad <laughs> Mardigan is doing some crazy stuff. Right? And she's just like, Mm. <laughs> How do you get a baby to do that? And I understand, like, I you're know. not actually getting a genuine reaction of what this person's doing, but, like, you know, to have that patience to sit there and, like, we're filming the baby today. We're getting reaction shots from the baby. Right. And you got to imagine, like, that's 10 hours of just, just never stop right. rolling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and so my hat's off to the editors of this film Agreed. for, like, finding all that and, like, being able to place it. Because while there are some editing faux pas in this film, um, especially early on when you're dealing with the no, the no one village yeah uh, there's definitely some editing some continuity errors uh, oh, I didn't pick up on this but but there are some really good work when it comes to fi- fitting a reaction shot yes. of the baby to what's going on mm-hmm. around her eat your hearts out Mary Kate and Ashley that's right you wish you had the talents in this baby's Please. pinky they're eating their hearts out watching their their sister oh, in I know the Avengers right yes, now. in like the biggest opening movie ever yeah Following uh, Godzilla, which was like another huge... Godzilla! That's right, Godzilla. What about Furious 7? Is she in that? No, 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 no. Oh, no. oh, oh you were talking <laughs> about just two of her movies. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm thinking about like biggest openings. And oh. I'm like, I thought Furious 7 had a pretty good opening. Oh, I, I think it did. Yeah. The end. <laughs> <laughs> wait, good, wait, good wait conversation. This is good, good talk. Good I have story. nothing to contribute to good any story, Fast though. and Furious. Uh, all right, so the uh, we, we we find out that the, uh, the baby's being hunted. Mm-hmm. Because, like we said, those hounds end up going into the village, and they kind of start tearing shit up, and uh, and Willow has to bring Alora Dannon to the council. And Can I just talk about the hounds really quick please, and how frightening please. they are, as oh, long yeah. as we're talking about things that are scary in this yes, movie? Yeah. Uh, they, I, I had to research and figure out how they did it. So they've got a couple of Rottweilers, basically, and they Ooh. just put them in, like, make... I, I don't know what PETA would have to say about this today, but, uh, man, at the time... Just this. First of all, they look horrific, just in still frames. Yes, because they have these long, like rat tails, and yet they're furry, and they have these, you know, teeth that look like warthogs. But Do they have red eyes too. Uh, yes, yes, also as well. And that's then, just creepy. But the the scariest part about them is just their speed and their their agility, the way they're able to like, yeah. you know, whip around. And, oh god, like, they like freak Ben me Affleck out. and Daredevil, just just like that. <laughs> <laughs> they get around. What did you say that they reminded you of, Sarah? Rouss's. Yes, oh, they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. They're the, rodents of unusual size. We couldn't decide between the two. As Joe said, he thought they looked like real dogs. Like those are real dogs. Like I don't know, because when they when they pull in tight on them, they look exactly like the Rouss's yeah. from Princess Bride, and especially when they go and like the little God, what are they called again? The Nelwyn Village. Nelwyn. No I I'm trying not to say Peck. Because it's just wrong. <laughs> just say pecs. Say the Gregory pecs. Because <laughs> the, <laughs> then it's okay. When the artist known as, yeah. When they all go and like kill the one, it's it's very reminiscent of Carrie Elwes, you know, stabbing the one R.O.U.S. in mm-hmm. the, the fire swamp uh-huh. in Princess Bride. So yeah. I couldn't figure it out. But apparently they are real dogs. That's right. Which is more impressive because right? those are huge ass dogs and <laughs> tiny, tiny people. Yeah. <laughs> That's scary. Yeah, forget the fact that they're in makeup. Like an actual Rottweiler could have taken out oh any God. number of cast members from this movie. First of all, oh that's God. the other thing, too. Not since The Wizard of Oz has a single film been responsible for the employment of more little people at one single oh, yeah. time, right? Did you think that that was effective? Like th- comparing yeah. comparing this to 
Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings and Hobbit movies. Mm-hmm. Do you think that <clears throat> that this was effective? That that in any universe there could be like Peter Jackson would go. You know what? I'm not going to do forced perspective and in, in camera effects. I'm going to employ a bunch of little people and put them in my Lord of the Rings movies. Do you think that we would have been able to get something about the same quality of what we saw? Oh, like with today's technology, if with, we we're making this today. Well, I mean, with, obviously in 1988, with today's no. technology. But with a cast of little people, do you think that would have still been as compelling as what we got with Elijah Wood and hmm. and uh, Sean Astin? I, I, I think at the heart of what you're saying is, how do you find a bunch of little people and then also their acting? No, what I'm what I'm asking be. is, right. would it have played as well to you? <laughs> Why if wouldn't it, it have? if it was a bunch of a bunch of little people? Because, and I'm not going to skirt around it. Okay. They move awkwardly. Yes. They move a little awkwardly. The last shot when uh, Willow is being reunited with uh, his, his oh, wife. <laughs> please, can we please wait on that? Because okay, okay. that, that is my crown jewel of this movie. And it is something that I've loved since the very beginning. Like when I first saw this movie, uh-huh. it's something I've noticed then. And I relish in every time I watch it. In fact, I told Sarah, I was like, Sarah, watch. Wait, watch. You're about to see the most awkward thing in the world. Uh, the so, hug? Yeah, right. yeah. Oh, God damn it. We got to talk about it. Let's <laughs> do it. We got to talk about it. Where's your fucking so, backhand? So at, at, the very, at the very end of this movie, when Willow has returned, Hail the Conquering Hero, he shows up on his little Shetland pony yeah. and gets, uh, and gets uh, he does a little magic trick, turns an apple into a bird, and it shits on uh, Burgerthorpe or whatever yeah. his name is. <laughs> Burgerthorpe. Um, cut. Uh, and he sees his <laughs> wife. He sees Kaya from across the way. Kaya. And Kaya sees him, and she's like, Willow? He's like, Kaya! Gets off his horse, <laughs> and they go running at each other. And they're running at such a high velocity that nice. obviously Kaya gets totally freaked out and flinches as they go in for the most awkward hug. In fact, on YouTube, there is oh, a yeah? clip, and it's called The Awkward Hug from Willow. Yeah. And it is fucking delightful. I watch it over and over again. <laughs> and I told Sarah, I'm like, the only reason she's flinching like that is because there are probably two or three cuts of Warwick Davis and his giant fucking condor hand <laughs> hitting her in the face. It's like that Foo Fighters video from back in the 90s <laughs> yes. where the hand gets like really big and he just starts smacking people. <laughs> yes. Love it. Everlong. <laughs> but yeah, the problem is they both went over and nobody decided to go under. Yes. It's the hugging etiquette rules. You there should always be one under, one over. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe it's different for, for little people. Yeah, because they're both at the same height. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, I, I well, think so. You know, and not just the awkward hug, but can we just talk about how awkward that relationship was from the start of the film? <laughs> that was maybe the most unbelievable. Oh, of really? Rela- I did not buy that for a second. <laughs> oh, One, he looks like he's about 16. Mm-hmm. And he was really young when he made he it. Was, he was 18 he, years old. He's tiny. I mean, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Captain Obvious. I'm so glad I had the bottle up to my mouth and I hadn't taken a sip yet. Jeff, you almost lost some uh, expensive equipment today. He looks... Okay, and Warwick Davis has aged really well. He has. Yeah. He looks good for for a guy who is, you know, what, like 50? Yeah, yeah, yeah probably four, 40s, 50s. We've, I mean, we've watched yeah. him in that HBO show. He looks pretty good. His his wife, Kaya, in this looks at least like 38. I mean, yeah. pushing the 80. Teeth, the teeth aren't helping. Is no. not is not helping. That was a very awkward relationship. The the chemistry between the two of them, I never, never bought that. It's just, eh, it seemed a little bit like your big sister. All right. It just didn't Fair work enough. for me. Calm down. <laughs> My big little sister. There's, there's so much overacting. Like, 
There's so much overacting, and and Sarah, I don't think that helps them build that relationship. That the fact that like <laughs> Warwick Davis is not a great actor. Oh, he's not a great. I said he's not a great actor. He's okay. a good actor. He's fun to watch. Sure, but he is not a great actor, and she's even worse. And yeah. so it's almost like watching a, a college play. You know, when, when when you get those two together, you're like, what? What's going on? The only good actor in that whole relationship is his son. Yes! Is the little boy? <laughs> the right. little that boy. That kid is amazing. <laughs> He's the only one. And I feel like that little boy was sitting on set like, man, these people all suck. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on here? I'm putting this on my resume for Willow, too. <laughs> the sequel. Is this what I have to look forward to? Is this what my career is going to become? Just wait. We're going to put you in an Ewok costume. <laughs> <laughs> well, that goes back to your point, though, about like would this play as well if with uh, with Peter Jackson and we've got like all of these little people in one cast, mm-hmm. and you kind of not to say that it's slim pickings, but let's just say it's slim sure. pickings. Yeah. If you're trying to get a lot of people that are all, you know, pretty much walk in, are you this high? Nope, too tall. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to end up with some duds because I thought maybe at least fifty percent of the small actors in this movie were just shit. Yeah. I agree with you, but <laughs> it was a nice. It was a nice. It, it worked at least as well as having you know just a bunch of short grownups in with like furry feet. That's true. I thought <laughs> it was at least as effective. You would have liked to have seen like some digital trickery and just I don't cast know. on the performance. Not no, on the look. no. It's got nothing to do with what I would prefer because mm-hmm. honestly, I like what Peter Jackson did, mm-hmm. and I kind of prefer that. I I prefer it because in you know in in fantasy novels and stuff. And this is going to, this is not going to endear me to anybody. But like in fantasy novels, you never quite get the idea that like these are short people to the effect of like they don't have joints, you know? Like, right. I like the whole fact that like the hobbits in in the shire, like even the way that that Tolkien describes them in in the books. Yes, they're they're just smaller they're just people. people. They're mm-hmm. small, and not that dwarves aren't people. God, this feels like I'm painting myself <laughs> in a corner. But, uh, but like they they are proportionate, smaller people. Correct. Uh, and and I I think that for something like a Lord of the Rings, you had to do something like that. You know that technology had to exist, or else it would have just felt awkward. It would have been a, an awkward bumbling adventure, kind of like Willow. But for being <laughs> a bumbling awkward adventure, it's really fun. It's fun. Uh, yeah. uh, how many films had Ron Howard done before this? I think this was like his third. Yeah, I think he did Splash and then Cocoon. Cocoon. And then I think this one. I think you're right. Yeah. So for uh, Ron Howard, I don't know what your opinions are of him, but for my money, you're always safe going into a Ron Howard film. He's never done a bad film. He's done a couple of great films. Yeah. But usually he's always like a seven and a half. You you know when you go into a Ron Howard film, you're going to get a solid film. Kind of like uh, a, from a, a lesser degree, a, like Chris Nolan. Like you know for the most part you're going to enjoy the movie. Uh, but he doesn't me, make a bad movie. But for me, you see, like, Chris Nolan swings for the fences sometimes, and with Interstellar, that was a hit and a miss for me. Oh, same thing. Same thing. I didn't love Interstellar, mm-hmm. but I still, from a technical standpoint, and, like, I really enjoyed what I saw on the screen. Sure. I didn't think it was Oscar-worthy from, from like... No. Because I think it got too confused in what it was trying to tell story-wise. Yes. But I think, technically, it's outstanding. Sure, but I don't... Does Ron Howard have an Interstellar? Like, is there something, some movie that isn't enjoyable? Because I will watch Willow again before I uh, watch it. A that movie that's movie. gorgeous to look at but isn't really a great story? Right. Far and away. Ooh, good call. Yeah. yeah I remember them making Ooh. a big deal about that. Uh, that it was like shot, it was shot in 70, yeah, millimeter, 70 millimeter. 
And um, God, well, that was like an epic. That was like a three and a half hour, almost movie a three hour movie. Yeah. And uh, Tom Cruise. And it's Tom Cruise doing his best Irish accent, and, uh, oh, which is God. not, yeah, which is no accent. And Nicole Kidman, and they are kind Kill of him, Joseph. They are kind of tough to watch. I love that movie. I have a soft spot for it. No chemistry. But it is not like it is gorgeous to look at. But there is no like you said. There's no chemistry. That story is like empty calories. Yes. So yeah, I would call that Ron Howard. All right. Interstellar. Good call. Good call. Well, I would say that that's the exception that proves the rule. He's a pretty solid filmmaker. Uh huh. In in my opinion. What's your favorite Ron Howard film? Uh, the Paper. Yeah. You ever seen a movie called The Paper? I have, yeah, with Michael Keaton. No, I, I'm Marissa Tomei. I'm so glad you you've seen it because I always bring this up and no, oh, I never even heard of that movie. It's his best film in my opinion, and actually. In an interview, Ron Howard said that that was his favorite film. Oh, wow. And it's just so fun. I always like TV shows and movies about like the work environment and the work family. Uh-huh. And that is like the epitome of a, a movie about the work family. Sure. And uh, there's some parallels in that movie that kind of run in my life, too. So maybe getting a little too close to home. But the paper. Guys, if you haven't seen it, go out and rent it. It might be on Netflix. Starring Laura Dannon. <laughs> 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 trying, to, trying to bring it back. Also here, starring Will. Clint Howard, which, by the way, we should mention, this is... What the only movie that Clint Howard does not appear False. in? False. Oh, False. is there another one? Clint Howard appears four times in this movie <laughs> as yes. the troll in Tearsling. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's not. I don't think it really is. But oh it looks no! Like don't Clint tell me that. Howard. Keep going with that. It I want looks that to be like true. Him. No, but you know what? I, I I got that beat because the two-headed monster uh-huh. apparently uh, modeled after Clint Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Ron Howard said that because he couldn't find a place for in the movie, so they modeled the. Uh, oh my god! That is the most disgusting looking dragon I've ever seen. <laughs> I know that needs to be our Facebook cover photo. I when was this movie convinced. I was really convinced oh for a while there that Clint Howard was the troll, yeah. because it's like you could, like there's a troll that fights Willow. Like Willow gets in a troll fight like three or four times. Yes. when they're in Tearsline, and it's obvious that it's the same guy. Each time yeah. they fight, they had one costume. They had one costume, and they just had him <laughs> fight this guy four times. And I thought maybe that was Clint Howard. I was upset to find out that that wasn't true. No, no, no. All right, so there's a bad guy in this movie, mm-hmm. and I laugh every time I hear his name, General Kale. Oh. I'm just imagining like this evil superfood. <laughs> that's, <laughs> you, that's like calling someone like 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 Marshall Carrot. Right, you know? right. Like, I'm not scared of you. He wears Birkenstocks. And he, yes. He's a surfer by day, but he's a warlord by night. General Kale. <laughs> and he just lectures you about the calorie intake yes. and uh, the nutritional value of what you're eating. And he was like a discount. <laughs> I can't even say he was a discount. <laughs> it's, it's funny that we're throwing the discount word around yes. with this movie because I feel like. While this film was kind of borrowing from everything, I think it still does a good job of standing on its own. Yeah. Except when it comes to General Kale. Yeah. This guy, you know, obviously you're building him up to be the big badass, the big badass villain of the movie. Yes. And I felt like that final battle with Mad Mardigan was really lackluster. You gave him really no character development. The character development was that he kills... Val Kilmer's best friend in the third act, right? <laughs> like Who the, wasn't? They weren't even really friends. They weren't to even begin the with. dude left him to die in the beginning of <laughs> the movie. They rekindled their relationship, and but then maybe, he's maybe he saved his life because he lost a lot of good men in that battle. That's right. Yeah. So I found out, yeah. But uh, but then yeah, just uh, it, his sole purpose was to die so that he could give Val Kilmer that fire, that burn in his belly, yeah, to take him out. Mm. But yeah, he he is. They wanted him to be the Darth Vader uh-huh. of this uh But if you're going film. to do that, you need to develop him a little bit more. Yeah, give him some lines. Well, he had like two lines, Well, right? he had two lines, and one of those lines was telling us 
what just happened. Like, we've taken the kingdom right. of blah, blah, blah. Show us that. Actually. Show us that that sequence. The more you talk about it, he's more the Darth Maul of this. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're that. absolutely right. Darth Vader. He's, he looks awesome. A great character design. Obviously building off of that whole Skeletor thing from the He-Man show. Right. You know, you got that skull for a face. He's terrifying. Until he takes the mask off. Until he takes the mask off, then he looks like... He looks like, like your, my uncle. Your Grandpa Al. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like this disheveled, like, elderly guy is the one who's kicking ass. I don't think so. Although, again, We have taken the kingdom of Nakmar. Parallels with Darth Vader, then. Dinner at first. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we're home by t- the time Price is Right comes on. I like Jello. <laughs> so, so, yeah, uh, going along with my Star Wars analogy, so... The parallels are just all over the place. So, yeah, we've got the Darth Vader character, Kale. Uh, Bab Morda is basically the emperor, right? Yeah. She's the 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 the, 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 uh, the hidden behind the scenes with with all the magical powers. The brownies are R2-D2 and C-3PO. Uh, well, Alora Dannon's kind of R2-D2 because she, like, whistles and clicks the entire movie. <laughs> I'll give you that. She's the only one I really can't find a, a, a specific character for. She's Yoda. The, she's the... No, Yoda <laughs> she ri- is... She rides uh, on Willow's back. ...is uh, Finn, Finn Raziel or She's whatever. not Obi-Wan? The goat. Uh, okay, you could make the argument either way. I'll give you that. But then we've got the scoundrel. We've got uh, Val Kilmer. Mad Mardigan. Who falls in love with, uh, you know, the feisty... Sorcia. Yeah. Feminist. Yeah. Uh, feminist. The feminist and the pr- protagonist. He has great powers, but he hasn't learned how to harness them yet. He has to learn throughout the uh... Lando Calrissian. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> Eric, Eric is Lando Calrissian. You Lando picked the died. whitest, gingeriest guy in this movie to be Lando Calrissian. Is he? I don't see color, Joe. So I don't know. I didn't realize that. <laughs> they're, they're just people. That's to probably me. why your editing sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You are a fantastic, you. A fantastic editor. editor. Thank you. Uh, also, the Wilhelm scream I should mention is uh, heard yeah. three times. Throughout uh, and 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 used. I felt like in each time, each time it was used, it was used well. But once you get to three times, you're going to start getting me on edge. I found myself saying, "Do we need to retire this? Like just from film in general?" But it is such a great. It has a, it's a great sound, and it has so much historical uh, relevance. But uh, it sticks out like a sore thumb now, and especially when you use it. Uh, a, a trio of times was was Mad Mardigan a successful attempt at recreating the Han Solo chemistry? I like him, man. I, I, I like him too. I, there's a case to be made that he's the protagonist of this movie and not Willow. If you're gonna go through like who goes through the who change, through the change. hero's journey, yeah, 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 it's yeah. definitely Val it's, Kilmer it's to- or Sorsha. Or her. That's true. I think Sorsha has a more profound change than anybody else in this film. Hers doesn't really seem earned, though. Hers is just like, oh, this hot guy all of a sudden is attracted to me now, and now it's making me question everything. Like, I didn't I didn't see her turn against her mother. Like, she, how old is this chick? She's, like, in her 20s. She had her entire life to turn chick. against her mother, and it, <laughs> it takes this guy with a ponytail and a sword to uh, make you realize the error of your ways. Well, I'm not buying it. You know, for the record, it was, like, 20s Val Kilmer. Ooh, he was he was dreaming. He was dreaming. What then. did you? Th- All right, so he's batshit crazy in real life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you think of him in this movie? I loved him in this movie. He's great. He was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't normally me. get to see him being funny. You know, normally I'm used to seeing him as you know Batman and like <laughs> Mister takes Ice himself Man. or Iceman. <laughs> he takes himself other so man. seriously. Yeah, yeah. And and this was the only because I haven't seen you know the other movies where he's apparently. Oh yeah, funny. she hasn't seen Real Genius or oh! top, or Top Secret. Oh, Top Secret may be his best <laughs> it's film. So good, that this is was great. great. Yeah. <laughs> no, I liked Mad Mardigan. Sarah, what did you like from a like what I was saying about like it being a, a an homage? Well, homage is a, is the wrong word, but you know, a send off of Han Solo. Did you see that in the character? 
Yeah, I think so. I think I think it's a it's a fair comparison. I think the uh, the journey that Mad Mardigan goes on. My problem with that was just it was a little choppy. Uh huh. Because he's got first he's the scoundrel. He gets mm-hmm. the baby. They run off, which was you know maybe the the lamest part of the hero journey. Like okay, well I guess I'm off the hook now. Everyone, <laughs> everyone who goes on this journey with him, all of the hobbits that go out <laughs> the leave the Shire. They, they, they leave him. <laughs> They're like okay, done. We made it to the county line. Let's turn back now. Even his friend is like. There was no Samwise Gamgee here. Like, no, right? Mr. Frodo, I'm staying with you. He's like, okay, if you want me to go back, I guess I will. <laughs> yeah. I could have sworn that guy was going to stick around a little longer. I really thought, you know, at least go a little bit, a little bit, but no, Some no, no. When it, we when we watched it last night, I thought I remembered that his buddy died. I was like, I think his buddy dies, right? That that guy. No. Nope. He no. just he was like, okay, Willow, no. I'm, I'm out of here. No halflings were sure. killed in the making of this movie. Well, and he's also like the devil on Willow's shoulder. He's like, come on, Willow. I really trust Mad Mar- this Mad Mardigan guy. Right. This guy that's in a cage. I really think he wants to take care of her. <laughs> I'm like, what? Why does nobody feel like a response? Not just because not. Not for a baby, but just for another being, another living being. And everybody's so irresponsible and reckless with this child, except for Willow. Like, there's nobody else. No one else in that whole Hobbit village felt any kind of a responsibility. Like, there there were no hippies in that village, apparently. Nobody right. else who was like, no, guys, come on. This is a living being. Let's, let's yeah. help him out. They needed a general kale, is what you're saying. They did. <laughs> they did. Uh, they needed a, a, a general sar- general quinoa, a Sergeant Pepper. <laughs> oh, and his Lonely Hearts Club band. <laughs> yes, nice. <laughs> so the um, the there's another point where they are irresponsible with the baby. Okay, and that's when <laughs> they go to the lake. Act two. Where they, yes, in <laughs> Act two, where they go to the lake to find Finn Raziel mm-hmm. and Val Kilmer's taken off. Mm-hmm. They they followed him to the. Uh, Oh, God, we didn't even talk about the... Uh, well, we'll talk about that in a Yeah, minute. we can jump around. But they go to the lake where Finn Raziel is, and Willow leaves Alora Dannon in, like, a hut and leaves the brownies to watch her, <laughs> takes a bo- awkwardly... Tr- can't row. He can't, he can't <laughs> no. row. And that goes back to my point about, like, Lord of the Rings, do I want to see yeah. a person who's forced perspective to look small <laughs> rowing, or do I want to see Warwick Davis... Trying and failing it at been, rowing a boat. It would have been great if they cut to an overhead shot and just going in circles. <laughs> <laughs> he only has one oar know, in the water. I know. I know. Uh, so he goes to this island, uh, finds Finn Raziel, who looks like a, a marmot, and talks to her and is like, hey, I've got I've got a Laura Dannon. You do? Take me to her. Wipe. They're back on the beach mm-hmm. in the hut. There's no reason for him to have even gone to that island to find Finn Raziel. She could have just been, been on there the on the shore. shore. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Well, they rented the canoe for the day, <laughs> and they, <laughs> they just wanted to be, get their money like, out of it. Watch, we're gonna make this. We're gonna make this dwarf row. I thought you were gonna say the unbelievable part was him leaving the baby with the brownies. Well, that too. Don't throw out the baby with the brownies, by the way. But I the thing, say. at least the brownies were successful in capturing Willow and his buddy earlier in the movie. That's right. But there were a hundred of them. So now there's just two. Speaking of the brownies. The brownies, by the way, aren't aren't delicious snack cakes. They are uh, a little a, a littler race of people, right? Uh-huh. And these actually are mm-hmm. are human proportioned, uh, but not human sized. They're no. uh, they're, they're brownie they? brownie sized. They're brownie sized. That's right. They're bite sized. Yeah, which makes um, sense why they had to have the two. Why they had to have you know the tell me again Nev Nevins those the no the Nev Campbells why the Nev Campbells need to be much. Needed to be little people because mm-hmm. you had to That's have that point. difference. You had to yeah. have that. Nah. Well, that would have been adding or you just to get injury confused. if we if we <laughs> cast little people and then digitally shrink them even further. 
That would have been awesome, yeah. by the way. <laughs> I kind of wish they would have done that. They're just all hands at that point. No limbs just, at all. Just a bunch they of Warwick like, uh, Davis Like Warwick hands. Davis, oh, yeah. <laughs> he looks like a Mr. Potato no. Head. Warwick Davis hands. <laughs> <laughs> Manny uh, Petty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go, go on. Was he the guy who fought Mayweather last week? Yes, that's right. Manny Petty? <laughs> Manny Petty. Um, Thank you. So the brownies. I might not understand that you liked the characters of the brownies. I dug. I dug Dude. Kevin Pollock and and the other guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kevin Pollock and the husband uh, from Fargo. Uh huh. I, I liked them. I thought they were okay. They weren't. They weren't too over the top for me. Uh. Um. You know. I, no, I dug them. I remember not liking them quite so much when I was a kid, but I liked them. This but time it's around. changed now. Yeah, it's changed. S- Sarah, your thoughts? Can you back me up? Or? I. You know, I really like the brownies. I think part Damn. of what I like about the brownies, they're quotable. They've got a lot of really great quotes. This movie's full of fantastic quotes. I think so. But the brownies have some good ones. They come right. They come out of the gate. You know, swinging. I, s- I stole like, the baby when I you were taking the baby. A, when you were taking a peepee. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they're French. Is that? You can't go wrong when you right. make like tiny little. Right up People there with French. we'll always have Paris and we're not in Kansas anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, Classic right. lines. All right. I hear so you. it's got to be either a, a million or one. That's that's <laughs> the way Joel works. Well, how about it's how one about extreme or the other? The only line I they're can... gone for like an an entire act of this movie. They're they're gone. No, they're still around. They tend to tag along. We just don't see them. Well, when then they... what's the fucking problem? Well, the problem is that when they're they are the to me they're the Jar Jar Binks of this movie. No, when because they are Jar Jar Binks is shoehorned into every fucking frame of the Phantom Menace. Shoehorned yeah. the fuck in, but I feel they're like, at least in there. Like it, it's it's organic that they're around. No, they don't need to be there. They serve. Who would entrust these guys? Shinlandria or whatever the hell her name they is. They couldn't even carry the baby if they wanted to. Why are they entrusted they did, to like, with a bird? Be guys. With a bird. And, and and they're supposed to like guide them to the shore. They can't even agree, agree between betwixt the two of them. Like which way to go? And, but, it's, and it's just like comic relief for comic relief's sake. And I. I, yeah. I think this movie is 10% better without the brownies in it. That's just me. Wow. I don't know. I will and agree. Comic relief for, for comic relief's sake. But, but I think it works. Okay. Because you need a little bit of that, that silliness because you can't have... You have a baby in peril for two hours. Mm-hmm. You need to lighten things up a little Val bit. Val Kilmer was, had funny moments. With his dirty teeth. <laughs> that, that, Only like, for that one scene. They wipe out. Yeah, they even <laughs> show him like wiping the teeth and suddenly they're just like pearly white. It's... Wait a minute. Well, they did shoot this in England, so they had to make them blend in. Mad the, Mardigan. Uh, the locals. <laughs> we wanted wow. Jeff, Jeff while we were watching the movie. What? But the, <laughs> we're near the end of the movie, and Jeff's like, you know, I wish they'd stop calling him that. I wish they'd just call him Mardigan because he's not quite so mad anymore. No, I used to think the same thing. <laughs> it's only until you see it in writing you realize that's an, inti- that's an entire, entire name. name. But I thought he was like, you know, Jack the Ripper. <laughs> Mad Mardigan. Mad Max. Bl- uh, Blackbeard. Yeah. Black, black beard. <laughs> they just call him Beard. Hey, Beard. <laughs> all right, that's a bad example. Yeah. All uh, right. Well, I'm just saying. Uh, I don't know. The, yeah, Kevin Pollock and the yeah. way they like raise their voices and they sound like chipmunks. Um, they didn't. I, I, I didn't believe. I was gonna say I didn't believe them in this story. It's an unbelievable story. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But but with, without them, you wouldn't have had the fairy potion. That would have made Mad Mardigan fall in love with Sorsha. That is true, and that is one of my favorite scenes. But, and Sarah pointed this out, and Jeff and I talked about it while we were watching it again today. Shouldn't Mad Mardigan have, because he was fighting with the brownies, like he was trying to pick the lock, right. and the brownies hit him in the face with the potion, yep. and it's supposed to make you fall in love with the first thing you see. First person you see. And 
you know, Sarah made an argument for the brownies, which was really good. I didn't I didn't realize he had looked at them, but he definitely looks at Willow like two or three times. Oh, God. <laughs> Holy shit. So, that would have put a whole new spin on the third yes, act. It, w- it would have put a whole new spin on that whole sled ride down the mountain. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stop holding me so tight, Mad Lord, again. <laughs> Just let it happen, Willow. You're making me drop the baby. <laughs> Oh god! The, um, but Is that a euphemism? This yes, it's actually yes. The uh, the scene though where he starts like you know spouting off soliloquies to Sorsha, I thought was so fun. It was cute. I thought it was such a fun, with the even with the blocking like it's almost like it's blocked like a dance like a waltz. Yep. And I I fell for it. That's Ron Howard for you, buddy. He knows how to he knows how to work a camera. He knows how to he knows how to film dances. He knows how to make it sing. Yeah. It was just the right kind of cheesy because yeah. he starts he stops he's like no I've got to go get the b- oh but God I can't. Yep. And everybody's and the, watching and him. And the music pumps in like right? in a really yes. cheesy way like you get this over dramatic mm-hmm. music cue too. Even some of the lines he's saying were kind of sweet. I grabbed the notepad and was jotting some of those down for the girl. <laughs> <laughs> She'll never know. You tell you tell Jenna your touch is worth a thousand deaths. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> She's gonna be like what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Go with it. Just go with okay, it. Okay. Just, just go get me some chips. <laughs> that's, that's all I wanted. Um. So the um, the there's a scene where Mad Mardigan is found. This is after Willow retrieves the baby from the brownies, mm-hmm. and they guide him to like there's an inn that he. It's the inn of the prancing pony. <laughs> and they go in there because Willow's like, well, we need milk for the baby, <laughs> <laughs> and they go in and we find like Mad Mardigan. In the midst of dressing up like a woman because this lady's husband is coming back. Right. And so she needs to disguise Mad Mardigan to look like a woman. Got to keep one step ahead of the... Yeah. That's what it reminded me of, that scene from Aladdin. Really? Yes. Was it the, the part where the guy starts grabbing his fake boobs was just like Aladdin? It's like a PG-13 version, maybe. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. I think Disney used that. Used that as a model for some of the characters in that scene. You know, you might be right. That was 92. Street rat. I don't buy that. (laughs) Get your hands off my dresser. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like a rest? No, sirree. No. Uh, All right. So does that bother anybody, though, that, like, he's... He's disguised as this woman's cousin. This woman's like, we need to get you dressed. We need to get you out of here because my husband's showing up. Right. And Lug shows up. That's this guy's name, Lug. He shows up, go gets into the room, and starts like hitting on Mad Mardigan in right. front of his wife. Why is that okay? Oh, good call. I didn't thought about that. You know, it's medieval times. It's just what <laughs> dinner you do. and tournament. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, they had had dinner. The tournament comes later when Lug starts punching and conveniently punching all of the the yeah. soldiers who come in. That's right. After, of course, asking Mad Mardigan again, "Wanna breed? Wanna breed?" <laughs> That's nice. I'm totally using that on you tonight. <laughs> I'll be like, uh, baby, baby, baby we, we, we already are. We're, we're good on that front. <laughs> we're about 30 weeks into that. <laughs> That's another one of those great quotes. <laughs> like, were you like running breed. around quoting that breed. as a kid after watching this movie? No, I, I never I never saw this as a kid. I saw no. it the first time at like age 23 or 24. Good, because even though this is rated PG, this is fucking hard. There's some... Gruesome stuff in here. What? Oh, dude, the entire third like when they turn into pigs, like that. That was my oh, yeah. one takeaway from this terrifying. movie when I saw it. That's terrifying. It was grotesque and horrifying, and uh, again, like the little uh, the the R O U S S's or whatever it was. R E S P C T's. Find out what it means to me. Uh, <laughs> Socrates. <they, you, laughs> I will. 
they, yeah, there's some really horrifying. There's lots of stabbings and monsters, and it's really intense for something that. Yeah, the two-headed monster, like eating when he he, he grabs Howard, a one, right? yeah, he grabs Howard Clint dragon. Howard. <laughs> I don't think they they actually showed the two-headed monster ripping the troll I in was, half. You but, could tell but that it's was implied. That was like a screen test for Jurassic Park when they uh, yes. was it Lost World where they like rip the guy in half. They're yes. fighting between the the yeah. ladies. The high hide. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Violence and technology, not good, bedfellows. <laughs> Dude, I still want there to be some Jeff Goldblum in the new Jurassic World. Mm. I really want him to be in that. Save it for the sequel. God, uh, save it for the sequel. You think they're going to the Jurassic World? You sequel? think they're going to? You think they're going to sequelize? I think they Jurassic will never World? stop making Jurassic Park movies. But it's been what, like twenty years since the last one? Ninety six. So yeah, this will be coming up on twenty years. What's ninety six? Jurassic Park three was ninety six. No, the original Jurassic Park. The was Jura- but when oh, was oh. when was Jurassic Park? Oh, 3? that was like ninety nine. Maybe even 2000. Coming soon to an Editing Bay episode, <laughs> Coming by the soon way. to Jeff's yes. iPhone, where he's, <laughs> where he's trying to figure out what that is. Um, all right, so there's a, um, a quick bit in this movie they kind of touch on. It's almost like we have to distrust Mag Mardigan constantly. Mm-hmm. And there's a bit where Eric kind of brings up something when they're in hiding, and he's, he's telling Willow, like, Mad Mardigan's a, he's a thief. He'll steal from you, Peck. <laughs> and so we, I mean, we'd already built up the whole bit where in Willow's like, he's not a thief, are you? And it's right. like, motherfucker, like, you've already been through so much shit with this guy. And you'd already started, like, where this Eric guy rode up and he's like, you're a traitor. You don't fight for anyone. And then rides off. Right. What is this whole, like, thief thing? Like, you can't, you can't bring up, like, like elusive backstory to a character this late in the film without satisfying it with a backstory and especially when the the character's already proven himself Mm -hmm. he's put his life on the line for our our main protagonist constantly that now we're starting we're going to try to sow the seeds of doubt again sowing the seeds of doubt I'm not joining you on this the seeds of doubt come on Sarah do it Joe sowing the seeds I, I, I don't know it (laughs) <laughs> I'm just dancing with you. <laughs> There's, you can't, you can't hear that on a podcast. So you wanted like a little throwaway line where I didn't, it was just like, it was I didn't, just a loaf I just of bread. Didn't, it was I didn't even want that. I didn't even, I just didn't want it mentioned. You could have just said a traitor. You don't want to team up with a traitor like Mad Mardigan. That would have made more sense instead no. of like, he's a thief. No, just go back to what you were talking about before that he's a traitor. He doesn't fight for your country. And that would have made even more sense when Mad Mardigan says, I fight for the Nelwyn. Yeah. I fight with Willow. I'll give you that. That means, okay, he's now offered his allegiance to somebody, to something. He's offered himself to something bigger than himself. That, but not really because Willow's way smaller than him. <laughs> <laughs> way bigger except spatially speaking. That Exactly. Except the hands. Oh, so my the, God. The hands just make it up. God. But that, that's that's one of, my, one of my criticisms of this movie was Ooh. some things are like said just for the sake of being said. Um, well, you know, at the beginning when Sorsha's talking to her mother and she's like, well, I mean, it's just a baby or da 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 Or no, no, I'll find her myself. No, take General Kale with you. And they're walking away and there's this old guy and he's like, I sense she will turn on you. And she's like, I trust her more than I trust you. And I was like, well, foreshadowing. Yeah, thanks, George Lucas. That's George Lucas right there yeah. peeking through. Uh, so I felt like there were little bits, little bits that were sloppy. You talking about the Anel ones again? Even by Stan, yes, the dude, little bits. God damn it! <laughs> uh, no, just by even by George. I Lucas got her standards. laughing. No, you did get her laugh. It's a polite laugh though, because no, I'm that's, kidding. That's the I'm baby kidding. laughing. She's laughing I'm, for two. She's laughing for two. <laughs> the um, god damn it! Just the, the responsibility of trying to like fucking keep shit on course. 
<laughs> Even by George Lucas standards, uh-huh. the, these are little pieces of dialogue that are not, they're, they're just, they're, they don't belong. They don't need to be in there at all. We don't need the foreshadowing. We don't need the, you know, the, to bring up some other, like, uh, and then Mad Mardigan's a thief. Little things peppered throughout this entire movie that kind of, it keeps it keeps scenes from being as good as they could be. Kind of like what you're saying about the, the brownies, how if you take the brownies away, it's 10% better. I kind of feel like you take some of these bits of dialogue out that you don't need. You don't need to tell the, the audience this stuff. Just let them find it for themselves. Let them follow the story. And that's one of... One of the things I really had a problem with uh, right. from from a critical standpoint with this movie. I do feel like it was really trying to cater to all ages. The, the fact that it was PG uh, says it right there. But, uh, yeah, I, I, this is an enjoyable movie for, like, four years old, if you can get past the, the violence and the crazy, the crazy, the scary, uh, crazy pig <laughs> dogs, uh, and then people turning into pigs. Uh, so it's like you got to keep the younger audiences along who, you know, this is kind of a trainer wheel movie uh-huh. for, for them. Uh, and then something enjoyable for the older. I wasn't as perturbed by that. I, yeah. I, I took it for what it was. This isn't winning any Oscars, although it was nominated for a couple of Oscars. Yeah. Uh, all special effects. Uh-huh. I believe that. I believe the Unfortunately, special effects. it came out the same year that Roger Rabbit came out, which oh, just fucking well. yeah, cleaned you are, up. You are not, you're not winning anything That's up sad. against Roger Rabbit. Uh, so what did you think about the action sequences in this film? Uh, again, this is Ron Howard's style of, of action, which is good in the sense that it's not all Michael Bay where everything's up in your face and you can't tell what's happening. Uh-huh. Uh, dynamic is not a word I would ascribe to it, though. Um, but, I mean, for 1988, it's, it, there's, some, there's some good... You, you never lose track of context uh-huh. where everything is. Yeah. Well, there's that one scene with the trolls on the bridge, though. The one thing, yeah, and there's some, there, there's just some editing problems with that. Yeah, where you could tell things were cut definitely out of sequence. I had to rewind the section. Okay, so like... Uh, Willow and, and there's a troll on the bridge and they're fighting and the two dragons uh-huh. uh, the two headed Sarah, dragons Sarah and right? I talked about this when okay. she got in so like and then they fall through the bridge uh-huh. and so like the troll is now hanging onto the bridge Willow's hanging onto the troll uh-huh. we cut to the two headed dragon it sees him goes for him next thing we know dragon lunges forward and grabs what I assumed was Willow since he's the lowest hanging fruit in that scenario off of the and the troll he's not and then they just a homosexual they <laughs> <laughs> he's very straight and then they cut to although if you're gonna be homosexual they're, they're, really, you know, really? And, and also be a little person there are worse things there are worse things I could do just saying you're right already at the right then height then be in a dwarf or two so awful <laughs> god <laughs> Yeah, so some editing problems there. <laughs> no, but I was confused. I had to rewind it. I'm like, what? Did Willow just get eaten by no, the fucking No, and if you, if you go back and rewatch it, you do see him grab for the, right. the undercropping of the bridge. But then they had to add a cutaway shot of him like safely holding on. Yes. Because I, I think other people were confused it was by that Because it was a horrible well. bit of editing. Yeah, it before was, that mm. shot, I was expecting the, the two-headed dragon to like, spit him out. Like, oh, I don't like the taste of you. I You're thought too so, little. too. Exactly. You know, something. Or like he's yeah. got the wand. He's going to yeah, shoot I'm himself out. Nor, da, doctor. Right. <laughs> he does uh, He does what Will Smith does at the end of Men in Black. Ah-ha! Busts out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. What? What? He busts out uh-huh. of the, uh, the alien, the cockroach. Kaya! ha <laughs> You are great. <laughs> That's the most quotable line from this movie. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you sure it's not? I don't love her. She kicked me in the face. She kicked me in the oh, face. That's I hate a her. Good one too. I think. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I really enjoy. I really enjoyed the action sequences in this movie. Um, not, and you know what? Not so much that penultimate battle in Tiraslene. 
Uh, is that I, the one where they get turned into with, pigs? With the dragons. No, that's oh, the, it's the dragon one. The I kind of felt like, wow, that one's a little, it was a little lackluster. Uh, but I thought that the set was gorgeous. The, the, that whole setup I thought was fantastic. I really liked the cart chase. Yes. That that whole bit, it, it reminded me action. of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yes. Mm. Uh, and, and it was a cool little sequence. It was very, I thought it was well choreographed. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't, you didn't get like, Willow wasn't in the way too much. It was, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of Mad Mardigan doing his thing. Uh, and I love how. you know where like, everybody is at you, the same yeah, time. Yeah, you know where everybody is. But I love I loved the sequential breakdown of the cart. Like, as yeah, it kept the moving, wheels the wheels were coming off. Literally falling off. It was, it was, it was nice. It was a fun bit of action. Yeah. That remi- did you ever play the uh, the Willow arcade game yes, that Capcom I did. made? Yes, oh, I Jeff, did. have you not heard of this? Yeah. A, because it was an arcade game. I don't and, think it was. And ever... there was a Nintendo game. But yeah, but the it Nintendo was completely game was like different. Legend of Zelda kind of thing. Yes, was... and by a different company. An RPG, but, but the, the arcade game was fantastic. It was a side scroller made by Capcom, and I don't think they ever released it like on a home console. Nope. I think you have to download the ROMs yeah. if, if one were so inclined to do so. But there was the one level where you're on the cart. Yep, oh, and you're, and you're just so fighting awesome. off the guys. Yes, that's what I always think of every time so I see this movie. It's fun. a good game. Was there another level where they're on the sled? There was a level so, where yeah. they're on that the sled. That was a less successful chase sequence there, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't like that quite as much, no. although it was funny. More played for laughs, I thought. Yeah. It, uh, you know, it was a good time. Although, Matt Mardigan sliding <laughs> down. I thought he was going to be a snowball. I, I was yeah, a little I, disappointed that he was a barrel of I did, snow. I did cringe, though, because like, his head is sticking out of one end <laughs> yes. and his, his feet, feet are sticking out, out the, the other. other. I'm like, this is <laughs> not how He turned into Looney Tunes for two seconds. Yeah, a little bit. But you know what? I had less of a problem with that than I did of like the army catching up with them immediately. Oh, because right. they are like twisting, turning, going down a mountain. Like at 30 miles an hour. Yeah. And yeah. like, <laughs> Raziel's like, it's General Kale. <laughs> and like, he's just there. He's like, hello, motherfuckers. Right, yeah. <laughs> and bam, you know, time to time to fight. Uh, Joanne Wally, well, mm. she was Joanne Wally. Then she was Joanne Wally Kilmer for a little while. Right, married And Bill now Kilmer. they're divorced. Mm-hmm. Is um, that a recent... No, I, I think they, like they've been divorced for a while. Yeah, now. I didn't think that marriage lasted too long. No, th- it lasted as long as his looks. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say his, <laughs> as long as his sanity. <laughs> it lasted as long as his bank account. Yeah. No, she's been in a lot of like BBC things. What did What did you think of her? She is gorgeous in this movie. Like I had never seen her before, and I remember even at the the young tender age when I saw this movie, thinking, Ah, I could. Uh, she's a she's a she's a bit of all right, as they say. She's a good looking ginger. She she yeah she is. Um. And then I guess I uh, what has she been in since? Because I've never seen her she's, again. She's on some like shows on yeah. NBC or something. Right. More power to it. Like she was like on Criminal Minds for a little while. No, are you asking about her her acting? Just what, what you thought about her in this movie? Uh, I, I I didn't mind her. I thought she was she was serviceable. Yeah, I, uh, she didn't annoy yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like to service her. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Sex. <laughs> I'd like to check her oil <laughs> with my dipstick. That means my penis. <laughs> Yeah, this is the most offensive episode we've ever done. <laughs> Jeff, is, Jeff is in agreement. I don't know. I think we've come we've come pretty close with a couple other ones. Yeah, but this one we're really casting a wide net as far as who we're uh, offending. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all, it's all right. All right, it's inclusive. That's yeah. right. Bay. You're part of the club. <laughs> when, when editing bay. When you're here, you're offended. <laughs> <laughs> we're the Olive Garden of podcasts. <laughs> please, please put that on the t-shirt. <laughs> That'll be the next t-shirt. <laughs> the bunch. Olive Garden of podcasts. <laughs> That's gonna be my Kickstarter. Right after I get 
General <laughs> General Kale. General Kale at General Kale. <laughs> no, George's Goiter. George, oh, that's what it is. It's George's <laughs> Goiter <laughs> at George's Goiter. All right. God, I can't even say that's that. Hard. Yeah, say that five times fast. That's uh, do you have any other notes about this movie? Let's see. Two-headed dragon. Everyone turning into pigs. Oh, here, fun little fact about the scene where everyone's being turned into pigs. So it's like we we see Val Kilmer. They're in his not nose. all really being turned into pigs. That's <laughs> yeah. just makeup. It's called a movie, folks. <laughs> no, but we see his nose start to upturn, and then we see his his little hooves. Ah, and he's squealing and, and yelling at the same time. Uh-huh. And then we cut back to Willow, and Willow's coming back with the baby. And he turns the corner; it's just a, a sea of pigs. Yeah, not literally a sea. Uh, of the, pigs. It was a bay of pigs. It was, it was a bay. <laughs> of pigs. Well played. <laughs> I wondered why that sounded so weird. For the history buffs in the audience, <laughs> those of you that we haven't offended, <laughs> that's the highbrow humor you're going to get from the editing. Bay. Even if you were born in 1942, we're still going to find a way to offend you. I found that quite entertaining. <laughs> that was very funny. But um, it turns out, uh, reading up on, on the production, that uh, they had to continuously hose down the, the pigs with cold water because they wouldn't stop fucking on set. <laughs> so just for you folks out there, if you're ever planning to throw a party, maybe a children's party, a pig, maybe a, a birthday party. party for your kid and you're going to rent a bunch of pigs, you're going to need to separate <laughs> Who's going to do that? Mm-hmm. Who rents a bunch of pigs? Farmers. No, I think they pretty much grow their own pigs. Dum, 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 dum. Yeah, they might. They grow their own pigs. Like, that's a, that's they a whole plant new, them and they water that's, them. That's and then a three whole days new later, version they... of Charlotte's Web. <laughs> that, is, that is some pig. <laughs> crunch, crunch. <laughs> Where Wilbur's just fucking temples. In the <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte's like writing little letters. It's help. She's spelling out help in her web. <laughs> And Templeton, the rest. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Okay, I've got a. Uh, uh, okay, so was was there like this bit that was thrown into the movie that they cut out of like Willow constantly hurting his wrist whenever he tried to do magic? Because when he does like the wand yeah. a couple of times when he's trying to change Finn Raziel, his wrist he like grabs his wrist ah. and, like, ah. and when he uh, attacks one of the trolls and it turns into like, how did the troll turn into a, a double-headed dragon? Oh, so he tried to do a spell on it, and he fucked it up Harry Potter style. Uh-huh. And I guess he cast the wrong spell and uh, turned it into a guardian Leviosa beast. instead of Leviosa. <laughs> right. yeah. This Never. is a, this is a consistent theme, though. Whoa, hello. This is a consistent <laughs> theme throughout the movie. <laughs> Of like Willow sucks at this. Like his whole thing, <laughs> his whole thing is tomorrow's my big day. I got. Right? I'm gonna start like stop planting in the fields, and I'm gonna head out to the Live village, and I'm gonna be a magician, a sorcerer. And he blows every step of the way. Like he's kind of a shitty magician. Right. He's he's okay. He's, he's o- all right. It, listen, yeah. that was the pig's fault. That really was the pig's I, fault. Again, I'm realizing now the theme that's running through this movie: pigs are evil. Yeah, pigs are evil. Even when he's got he's got the uh, the little <laughs> acorns that turn into stone. Yeah. Uh-huh. He, I, I think he throws two of those. He, he fucks fucking, it up both times. Yeah, he drops one like on the bridge. On the bridge, a bridge he drops into one stone. on the bridge. Throws one at at Bab Morda at the end yeah. and uh-huh. that she sort of shakes off. She's like, "Ooh, that right. tickled." Shake it off. <laughs> shake it off. Ah, ah. I mean, everything else. He tries to change Finn Rizal three times. <laughs> Gonna turn me into sand. Cause I'm gonna kill the baby, bum, baby, bum, baby, bum, baby, bum. baby, baby. Cause it's gonna try to kill me, kill me, kill me, kill me. I'm sorry. I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> Whoa. In, In stereo. That's uh, funny. No, so that at the very end when he's like, I am a great sorcerer. <laughs> I will send her to a realm where no evil can touch her. Uh-huh. 
that race doesn't exist. And he does the thing, and then he like, and he whips it, and he hurts his wrist again. Does that he really was a nice do throwback. That? that was a nice he, throwback. He like, he like grabs his wrist. He's like, ah. Oh. So I don't know if maybe there was a scene cut out of this that like every time you use a spell, it's going to take something from you. And so he's doing that to maybe sell it to make it look like he actually used magic. Maybe just his hands are so freakishly large. That he that just keeps hurting himself. He's actually hurting himself on set. <laughs> and they worked it into the script. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I can go with you on that journey. <laughs> the journey of the big hands. Sorry, Samwise. Big hands, little feet. Wait, what was the name of that movie where uh, where Gary Oldman was a midget? Oh, or a dwarf? Uh, 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 oh, fuck. Tiptoes. 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 <laughs> big hands, tiptoes. Tip- <laughs> we need to watch that. Yes, well, I have it on my list. Do you? It's on yeah, the list. I've never seen it. The list is life. I really want Okay. <laughs> Do you guys have any other thoughts about this movie? Uh, let's see. I had one more little piece of trivia. Oh, also, um, if you uh, like to partake of some... <laughs> Uh, pig fucking things that grow out of the ground that are legal in some states now um, why don't you fire up uh, Pink Floyd's The Wall uh, along with Willow apparently it also lines up there's several moments just where it lines like with up. Wizard of Oz huh just like just like the just like the other movie with lots of little people in it yeah <laughs> maybe yeah. maybe just any Ro- movie that has little Ro- people in it Roger Waters Pink is just like I really love little people <laughs> <laughs> you, you mean like the, the toys little tykes no not little tykes little people <laughs> That's all I had. I didn't. I, I would make the buggers love you. <laughs> you sound like you were doing shmee. That's me. right. Make the buggers love you. Destroy some clocks. I just had an apostrophe. I think you need an epiphany. Lock me. <laughs> just struck my brain. I love that. Baby, you have anything? Well, okay. I was Did talking you? to Joel. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> you were talking to Harper. <laughs> Did it did it seem a little a little strange the age of the two sorceress sorceress sorcerai sorceresses sorcerai uh, at the end was was that awkward to, to anyone else because I feel mean? like that worked well with uh, with the two towers with two old white guys Dude. with long beards <laughs> and it worked less well with two old octogenarians I I don't think I was supposed to laugh during the scene no I didn't think it was too odd I, I like what they were going um, they're putting a spin on it changing genders. But there's that one shot where, what's her name? Finn Raphael. Finn Finn Raphael. Yeah, yeah, Finn Raphael. One of the Ninja Turtles is uh, now she's winning. She was trapped under under the you know the pillar that crumbled on top of her, and she had to get her wand back, lightsaber style, using the force. Oh yeah, there was totally force powers. And then she starts like tossing Mad no not Mad Bav Morda Bav Morda about in the air. You could tell George Lucas came up with all these names in the same afternoon. Uh, No, I think he had his kids name them, much like he did characters from Episode (laughs) One. Charge our pinks. Great idea, kid. Um, that's a great idea. That's much better. It's a little Kermity. There's <laughs> <laughs> my goiter. <laughs> Someday you'll find it. Did you it. notice the dragons had goiters? <laughs> oh, they did, didn't they? Did. they? <laughs> Maybe it was like Glenn Howard bladders. and George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> it's a matchup. <laughs> but so there's a one shot where she starts spinning her around in the air, and she has a batshit crazy look in her eyes. She's, she's like, like <laughs> I laughed. I don't think I was supposed to laugh. I remember laughing as a child at that shot. And then, uh, yep, sure enough, there it was again. Still still silly. Uh-huh. I would have left that on the cutting room floor. Yeah. Because then she just seemed like almost evil, like she was going to turn to the dark side. Did no main protagonist, like no no protagonist died in this movie. Right? I mean, mm. I'm not counting Eric. Eric! You mean Eric? Eric's a bad man. Uh, no, like there were really no stakes in this film. At no point did you feel like anybody that you. No, nope, but there was a lot of bacon, about. though. 
<laughs> steaks, bacon, because there were pigs and pigs of pork and bacon. Okay, go ahead. What were you saying? Never mind. Joel, go ahead. You you go ahead. No, I have no other notes. No, go Tell on, me please. about the steaks. You just keep no, keep going. I agree that there were no steaks. There was never. <laughs> there were, there there were, were no there, pork chops. Yeah, right. No, no, no. There was ham. Ham. Um, yeah. the, but there were no steaks for our heroes, for our, our our main protagonists. I never felt like any of them was really in any danger. Uh, PG PG movie, but still, you know, PG movie. Bambi's a PG movie. Is a G movie. <laughs> that's a good and point. Bambi's mother dies. <laughs> that's a good point. Nobody off, off camera. Nobody you care about. Nobody who in, in, you know has any kind of bearing on this journey dies. Not that they need to. I just kind of felt like, wow, there's really a lack of a lack of peril in this entire film. The only character that was really in continuous peril was the baby. True. I you know I I would agree with you if it weren't for that. Again, that horrifying scene where everyone's being turned into pigs. But and even then, then she me, doesn't like do a curse, die. No, but like but kill them. Shit got real for me then. I yeah. was like, oh my, that, like that's that's a fate worse than death. Is being turn turned into, into, into Hamlet. Yeah, for the rest of your your days. Hamlet. Mm. Although apparently you get laid all the time. Yeah. If you're, so maybe <laughs> you maybe not so bad of a fate. <laughs> Joel Burnson's gonna be at a pig farm this weekend. <laughs> hey, you know what's going on? You like say, uh, you like, uh, you like Zima? Say their orgasms last for thirty <laughs> minutes. You know. <laughs> Facts. Look it up. <laughs> you take a drink of this. <laughs> <laughs> Roofing a pig <laughs> with truffles. You're ready to do the truffle shuffle? <laughs> Come on. Do, do it. it. Come on. Do it. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, Sarah, do you have any notes about this movie? Do you have anything else that you'd like to say? No, I think that was no. pretty much everything. You covered it all. No, I didn't. Mm-hmm. This guy did. We did. T- we did it as a team, everybody. Yeah, yeah that's right. The get form of <laughs> a pig. Pig. <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything else, Joe? No, just right. my recasting. My so awesome what did uh, what did Willow do right? I'm going to start with Sarah. Great. Oh, I think I I enjoyed the story. I mean, I know it has some some holes in it, but I think it was a good, enjoyable little tale. It was it was fairly tame. You know, good for everyone. I think what I like about the story in itself is unlike a lot of kids' movies that we've got now, like ever since, I feel like Aladdin started with the, oh, oh my God, we can use something, we can use, you know, grown up humor and toss that into a kids' movie uh-huh. and then we appeal to so many more people. And True. then you've got like your Shreks and all that kind of stuff. There's really none of that in this. It's just like a fantasy tale. You sort of have to sign on right when you sit down and hit go. And if you're not going to be on board for fantasy and sci fi and, you know, two headed, then you're not going to enjoy this film so I like that that it didn't try to to you know cover up holes in the story with like funny little jokes like because even Princess Bride does that a little bit with you know some of some of the scenes there so I thought it had a solid a solid story cool cool Joel I agree I think it was a great balance of uh, comedy and adventure Uh Um, it's it's like can't complain about the action scenes. Can't really complain about the effects. And this was this movie was kind of a turning point for ILM as far as effects go. That whole scene where she's transforming from turtle to marmot and then to a tiger, goose yeah. to swan to tiger, and then to old lady. Um, you, pardon me. You can Whoa. Whoa, choke Joel. myself up. Oh my god! It just really gets me. You know, I, just, I, I can't Joel go on. thinking about a naked eighty-year-old. <laughs> getting, uh, no, you, you made up a good point. We were talking about that earlier, but. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she starts off as like a marmot and then goes to a swan and then back to a turtle um, and then to a tiger. Uh, I, I don't understand the progression there. Right. 
Sure. It would have been nice if she turned into a tiger earlier in the movie. Right, yeah. It would have come in handy. Could have used that instead of a, a rat or whatever she was. <laughs> a crow. Um, a crow. But yeah, so really good effects. Uh-huh. Um, again, we had some comic relief. Not so much the brownies, but I liked Val Kilmer's character. A little bit of adventure. A little bit of romance. A little something for the latest. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, just, a, just a good old-fashioned uh, fairy tale. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it did. Uh, I loved the look of this film. Mm. I thought that it was shot beautifully. The locations. You know, even even just like the opening credit sequence and stuff with the music. And even though I don't quite understand the passage of time in that whole sequence, <laughs> every one of those shots looks like you could have put a product on top of it and you could have sold something. Um, like a Corona? Yeah. A commercial? Cor- a Corona. That like she's just like sitting there in, in the snow and like there's a Corona laying in the snow and like... <laughs> Corona, when when you're trying to steal a baby, <laughs> I don't know. That holds true today. <laughs> Corona works, I know, guys. Oh God. Uh, no, I, and I agree with you guys. I think the story was great, and and I have a hard time figuring out like what was George Lucas's story. Mm-hmm. Like, did Lucas just go, "All right, it's a story about a little guy who finds a baby and then has to fight evil to find a way to get her back to where she's supposed to go?" And in the you know in the middle of the story, he meets Han Solo, and Han Solo. <laughs> And a bunch of little Ewoks. Well, we can't use the Ewoks, so we'll use brownies. <laughs> and, like, that that's thats the story. And then, like, Bob Dolman came in and, like, wrote everything. Like, okay, and it's this. Fixed and, it. Like, who created what? I don't know. But I do like the story. Uh, the script, I think, needs a little bit of work. Some of the scripting needed a little bit of work. And I can't quite tell what's Lucas and what's Dolman. But I like the story overall. But I love the way that this movie looks. I love the way it sounds. The sound design is fantastic. I almost said the score was and the my favorite. The score thing. is so good. It's good adventure. Yeah, and so. it's it's really fun to see like the early the roots of James Horner before, mm-hmm. you know, he got into like, you know, the James Cameron films right. and, uh in Braveheart. No, that's that's what I loved. What did the movie do wrong, Sarah? Uh I would say for me parts of the script were, were what it did wrong, like what, what we were talking about at the beginning with the the two screens that come up kind of telling you the backstory of what's happening, like, oh, there's this, you know, curse or whatever. There's this baby that's going to be born. Right. Really didn't touch on any of that. Like, who who made this prophecy? Yeah. What sorcery yeah. Thank happened? you. I had the same thought, too. I mean, we believe it. And then apparently the, you know, the evil queen, Bavmorda, who yeah. is like full on like mother superior there. And yeah. like her, her costume She the does, whole time. doesn't she? Yeah. It just kind of believes it. So it's a big, angry she's a mummy prophecy. Too. And she's, she's a mummy with incredible power. But instead of leaving the castle to go just, like, take over everything, she keeps sending out her <laughs> completely inept daughter to do that for some reason. She's <laughs> mummy superior. <laughs> I, I, did that. I said it last you night. Son of a bitch. I said it last night. I'm recycling. It's a good line. It. It's a good line. It's just as good as I can. <laughs> it's still Be- good. Better. <laughs> yeah, I would say. But I wasn't even there. <laughs> So I think that some of the little inconsistencies, like why did that have to happen? Why did you do that? Could you could you explain that more? What's the deal with Matt Mardigan? He's this great sword fighter, and we see that a couple times, which is great. I'm glad they threw that in, but kind of the rest of it, it's just yeah, it's just kind of left to other characters to mention that he's good at this or he's a thief or he's whatever. So it felt like uh uh-huh. there's, yeah. there's some scenes that could have been added in here. You bring up a good point about like the the prophecy. Like I have no context for whether like how long has Bev Morta been in rule? Like, you know, is it been thirty years or just a couple months? I think Shit, you're the supposed way she's to... taking over kingdoms yeah. like really fast. Yeah. I think you're supposed to believe that she's been in power for a long time because uh Finn Raziel was a young woman, a gorgeous young woman That's right. when she was first turned into an animal and now when she takes human form again she's like in her eighties. Mm-hmm. So 
you think it's been a while, and then you've got to think these are sorceresses, so maybe they live an even longer lifespan. Okay, well, I'll, I'll give you that then. But then they keep talking about the prophecy. Oh, the prophecy. Well, how old is this prophecy? I would love that. I would love to know. Okay. I'm not arguing it. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. It's only like a couple of generations. I don't know that I'm by a prophecy. That's not a very old prophecy. We have older prophecies than that. Well, and and just to touch on what you guys are saying, uh, it's a weak prophecy because it's like, okay, kill the baby, but you have to do this whole whole ceremony to kill the spirit of the baby. Mm Mm-hmm. And what did they never really explain what the markings on her arm no, meant, right? No, it was no. just like, oh, it's, it's cu- just a couple squiggly mark. lines. It's just the mark. Um, yeah, no, I, I got you. Was that what you f- thought was the, the weak part of the movie? Oh, no, I thought the brownies were the worst part. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I just I wasn't, I didn't think the comic relief, A, wasn't really needed, and B, they weren't providing it. And again, when you're, when you're resorting to like potty humor, it's just like, all right, I get it. It's for the kids. It's fine. But uh-huh. I, I know Kevin Pollack is embarrassed of his role in this, <laughs> um, as well he should be. It's, it's kind I of, love him, though. I thought, yeah. he was, I thought he was the better brownie. I, all, yes. All the brownies. <laughs> there's like 800 brownies at one point, and they're like, okay, you can all go home now. There's Betty Crocker. <laughs> I love to follow <laughs> Kevin Pollack's career trajectory when you think about like Willow. A few good men, Ooh. the usual suspects. Yes, and then it's like what, and then it kind of falls off That's a little a good bit. Point, but uh, but yeah, no, I feel like if it weren't for this movie, he probably wouldn't have gotten that job on A Few Good Men. All right, well then... Because I know Reiner and Ron Howard are close. That's true. And that's, you know, I, I assume that's how Reiner got a hold of him. Um, what I think this movie did wrong was not fleshing out the characters a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I know I touched on it with the uh, the General Kale character, but also with Mad Mardigan, with Sorsha. You know, I get this feeling that Sorsha, you know, blood doesn't easily turn on blood. Thank you. So I feel like maybe she's an adopted daughter. Ooh. You know, and I kind of would have liked to have explored that, the relationship. The mother-daughter yeah. relationship is never explored in this film. No. Uh, and, and I wanted a little bit more from the Mad Mardigan character. You know, in, in Star Wars, you get a, a lot of time with Han Solo, and we don't, we don't really go in-depth with what Han Solo stands for, but you do get enough. You get enough that this guy is dangerous. Mm-hmm. He could be dangerous, and he could be dangerous to our heroes. But at the same time, you do get a, a, a clear evolution of when this character really buys into the rebellion. And you do kind of get that with Mad Mardigan, where he's like, I stand with the, the right. Nelwyn. He stops calling him Peck. Right. I stand with the Nelwyn. I stand with Willow. And that's cool. I just kind of wish that it was a little bit more organic right. and based more on the relationship between him and Willow and the baby, mm-hmm. you know, that he's believing more in that and not so much like that he and Sorcerer are kind of hooking up now. And that's yeah. all. I Good just kind of wish that it was a little bit more organic that way. Uh, all right. So if we were to remake Willow <laughs> today, yeah. uh, how would we do that? Joel, I'm going to start with you and then I'll go. And then we'll let our guest finalize uh, finalize the cast. Finalize the cast. I have ten here that I have recast. I've, I've, I've gone deep. I don't always go this deep. Balls deep. But when I do. <laughs> um, so I'm going to start with the... We haven't really talked about the Billy Barty uh, cameo that he has oh, too yeah, much, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. He's the, the high Aldwin character. Gwildor from uh, Take a Drink, Everybody. The you Cosmic the, Key! You know the Masters of the Universe drinking game every time he says <laughs> the name Gwildor. Uh, well, he's in this movie playing high Aldwin. No apprentice this year! Um, and uh, since Billy Barty was was uh, an, an aging uh, but yet famous uh, little person at the time, um, well, it's 2015. Warwick Davis is getting up there. Just get sure Warwick is. Davis to play the High Aldwin character. Nice, which makes a lot of sense for me. Did anybody else recast that, or we just want me to go? Through I my did list? not recast that one. Just go through your list. I'll man. just go through my list. So then we have uh, the two the two brownies, Rule and Frangine. Is that how you say his name? Yes. 
Maybe. Yes, it is. Sure. Let's I'm going to go, go with, with <laughs> I'm going to go with the woman that spent time in France. <laughs> How do you say that? Frangie. So you need a uh, you need a, a, a duo a duo uh, of of comedians who can kind of play off each other and, and have something because they're basically like acting on a green screen uh-huh. with nobody else. Yes. Uh, what mm-hmm. do you think about uh, Adam Sandler and Kevin James as our brownies doing a little bit of physical <laughs> comedy? Adam Sandler doing his overacting. <laughs> ah! Oh my. <laughs> All right, I'll move on from that. Oh Finn, Finn Raz- Raziel, is that what her yes, name is? Finn Raziel. She's the, the marmot through most of the uh, movie, then turns into a, an old lady. Uh, and that old lady in my movie is uh, Cloris Leachman. Oh, nice. Who kind of oh. has that look, but uh, she, I, 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 I see her in an adventure movie like this. I, can, I can't think of Cloris Leachman and not think of Beer Fest. Right. Where she's warming up the sausage. That's <laughs> <laughs> so weird. See, if she's game for that, she'll be game for this. Uh, Eric. Not Eric. Eric. Eric is the name's the character's name. Um, who is uh, systematically dispatched and uh, gives gives Val Kilmer it's two the people I did not cast. Him. Oh really? Who the the, the the Billy Barty character and now Eric? Well, I, I dug deep with Billy Barty. I was inspired by the Warwick Davis. Uh, but Eric, okay. how about uh, I'm making get Tom Hardy in there. He's okay. uh, he's he's uh, he's strong. Never does anything wrong. Uh, <laughs> except for The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, okay, but my that's... name is Bane. <laughs> I'm Eric. I was born in darkness. <laughs> you I... stand for no one, Matt Modigan. <laughs> I'm recasting General Kale right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, my General Kale. Um, so if you get Tom Hardy facing off as Eric, uh, the General Kale will be played by uh, a guy who has been playing a lot of heroes recently and a lot of big budget, big name uh, movies recently. Let's see him play a bad guy. How about Sam Worthington? Nice from Avatar Ooh. and Terminator. I almost went with him. Yeah, yeah. Let's get him in that skull outfit. He's muscular. He's imposing. Like him there. So now we get into the f- the, f- the four main ones. Uh, Bav Morda, who is the uh, the the old sorceress, the evil chick who turns everybody into pigs. Uh-huh. Uh huh. How about Susan Sarandon in that role? Because uh-huh. uh, when she when she plays bad, ooh, she is bad. Joe is giving a knowing nod over here. Uh-huh. I'm just gonna move on. <laughs> Sorsha had a hot redhead. No surprise where I'm going to go with this. Anybody guesses? Bryce Dallas Howard. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the bring, daughter of, I almost uh, went with Bryce Dallas Howard because Ron Howard was the director. Of yeah. course. Of course. Why not? Uh, That's so it's funny. easy pick. And then, of course, my final two, we have Val Kilmer as the Mad Morgan character. My version, he'll be played by Chris Pine. Uh, nice. Captain Kirk, the new Captain Kirk. And also, uh, what does he do? Do the Ryan? What's the? Jack the, Ryan. Jack Ryan movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then Warwick Davis, uh, I'm not going to try to cast uh, a, a little person. Um, I think nowadays, like you mentioned, with the, uh, the the effects that we have, let's let's get somebody who who can play a role like this, um, but who has also played a little person before in a in a not dissimilar movie. <laughs> Gary Oldman. How about <laughs> <laughs> Tiptoes Own Gary Oldman? No. Uh, how about uh, Samwise Gamgee, Sean Astin oh, as really our Willow? And, of course, this would all be directed by somebody who is no stranger to fantasy and short people and New Zealand, our own Peter Jackson. Nice. <laughs> there you uh, go. All right. So it's funny that you went with uh, Susan Sarandon Uh-oh. for Queen Bav Morda. It's a little bit funny. Because I went with Susan Sarandon for Finn Raziel. Oh, interesting. Ooh, I, yeah. I almost, they're interchangeable. Because I felt like if we're going to see this woman naked for even half a second, yeah. Susan Sarandon still kind of has it. <laughs> so That's I'd exactly rather... why I went with Cloris Leachman. <laughs> warm Let up me the sausage. warm your sausage. <laughs> uh, so Finn Raziel, Susan Sarandon. I also went with a comic duo 
to be the Brownies, Ooh. Frangine and Rule, mm-hmm. uh, Kyle Gass and Jack Black. Oh, dude! Tenacious D. Oh, my God. Not only that, but they will be performing actual, like, original music <laughs> through this movie. That's genius. They will be, like, minstrels, and they'll be singing stuff, and they'll kind of, like, instead of having, like, mm. a magic powder that makes people fall in love, they kind of put this, like, musical magic powder on people. Because my movie yeah. is going to be kind of a musical. Ooh, I like that. Yes. Uh, so, Shalandria. I went with the 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 queen of the of the forest and uh, I cast Rosamond Pike. Ooh, because she kind of reminded me of Rosamond Pike. I get that. <laughs> uh General Kale would be played by Russell Crowe. Ooh. Um, Why not? Yeah. Sorsha, the fiery redhead. Mm-hmm. Uh I also went with a redhead mm. who I thought did a really great job with some fight sequences in a little movie called Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. Uh. I went with Amelia Pond, Karen Gillan, yes. to play this role. <laughs> she's great, uh, and I also love that she's tall. She is and tall, so it'll be it would look great for these battles, especially the group battle sequences. That's a great idea. Uh, Queen Bav Morda to be played by Allison Janney. Oh, Ooh. from West Wing. From the West Wing, and uh, she's also in. Uh, what um, did I just see her in? She's, she's in a movie called The Way Way Back. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I just she's, saw. Her she's in. really good. in Love that. her playing the drunk. Uh huh. Oh god, that movie's so good. <laughs> it is. Uh, Mad Mardigan. To be played by Hugh Jackman, Pit- uh, pitting aw. Hugh Jackman and Russell Crowe against each other uh, once, again once again in a musical film. <laughs> yes, aw. yes. Oh, so does that mean Russell Crowe has to sing again? No, okay, because good. he's General Kale. But Thank there's going to be a lot of Hugh Jackman, Karen Gillan singing, going back and forth, especially when they kind of like fall in love with each other. Oh. There's going to be like there's going to be a musical sequence, um, a lot like you know Moulin Rouge, Moulin Rouge, mm-hmm. uh, and Willow. I wasn't quite as noble as you. I went with Peter Dinklage. <laughs> See, I, 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 I knew somebody had to. He's a little older, but uh, still. Yeah. He's our, He's the I, best little person he, actor we have, right? You know what? Fuck being a little person. He's a great actor. He really is. He's really good. And the thing is, he's he could do comedy he could do drama i don't know if you've ever seen knights of badassdom <laughs> i was just gonna i need to see that but he's so good in that yeah. and that shows that he can kind of handle himself with some medieval action stuff mm. and that's why i think he would be good for willow and because this is a musical journey a lot like moulin rouge it is directed by baz Luhrmann. yeah oh my god <laughs> oh how frenetic that would be <laughs> it would be so crazy what a trip wow. acid trip movie that and, and that uh, would still be pretty yeah i bet it would be yeah be, but the very like the first 10 minutes would be like breakneck You'd be like, well, there's a there's a prophecy, a prophecy. I love Tenacious D as the Brownies. That oh, might yeah. be our first 2016 uh, Eddie Award nominee <laughs> yes. for, uh, for Best Recast of That's duo. pretty good. All right, baby. It's all you. All right. Well, for Saving the best for last. For my for my two little oh, thanks. For my two little uh, brownies because I I love them. Um <laughs> I went ahead and went with uh, a guy that has some experience playing a small small person who is not actually small and went ahead and dragged his brother in because there's two people. So we've got uh, Owen and Luke Wilson. Oh, oh yes. They're interchangeable. I don't really wait, care which one's which. Wait, so. when was he playing a little person? Owen Wilson in, in was night, a tiny night at the museum. tiny little guy in night at the museum. Uh, I haven't seen those. So he's Sorry, already, I'm an adult. Him and right? Steve Co- We just talked for 2 hours about Willow. <laughs> <laughs> He's good at met playing in front of a green screen, so I know he can handle that, and he can he can help Luke out. Nice call. Um, oh. So, Texas boys. Idiocracy's Luke Wilson. Yes. Hooray. So for Eric, 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 uh, I decided uh, I wanted somebody who was going to be you know kind of more more dashing because Mad Mardigan's sort of like a grungy right. hero but Eric is like the you know he's got the flowing hair and yeah, he's like what's knight. up Hello. and don't I deserve the best <laughs> right 
So I went with uh, Matt Bomer because he does not have flowy nice. hair, but he does have those piercing blue eyes. He's a look that pretty up now, man. Sure White collar. Is. He's in uh, oh, uh, yes. Magic Mike. Mm. Yeah. So I mean, what? I've never heard of that movie. <laughs> and, you know, if this it's is a, a medieval flick. kind of movie, chances are people are going to be losing their shirts, you know, at some point. So right. he would look good without a shirt on. We've seen that. He does that really well. So I went done. ahead and did that. Nice. I went ahead and cast a burgle cut because <laughs> <laughs> it's just fun to say. <laughs> Uh, for all of my, it's hard to do. I was hoping <laughs> he would appear. My, for my tiny people in this, not going to go with actual little people because it's just too hard. And I googled. I did too. <laughs> and I, I came up with not much. Came up Me, with Peter Dinklage. Exactly. I came up with Peter Dinklage, and that was it. Peter and, Dinklage and Warren, and Warren Davis. Davis. <laughs> so uh, I decided let's go a different route. We will use you know the modern technology, but let's keep all these people uh, maybe Scottish. Maybe we'll keep them in that that Ooh. train right there. So Burglecut is going to be played by Robbie Coltrane. Oh yes. wow! Yes. He's, he's a big guy. He's played a really big guy in yes. a film. So now we're just going to really you're always hard, Harry. And he can be your you're always uh, hard. he can be your in your uh, your musical version. As yes, well. he could. Yeah. Would that be true. fun? I almost went with Daniel Radcliffe for Willow. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, interesting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, no, I, I'm sorry. I Go figured ahead. it was too much, uh, yeah, that, the, the, over, the, the overlapping of the fantasy. Potter, the Harry Potter. You got your Harry Potter and my Willow. <laughs> wow, that sounds dirty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, with, uh, with uh, Finn Raziel... I went with a um, little, little little actress from, from the UK called Catherine Tate because oh, she's yes. amazing. In this movie, all Finn Raziel does is go, oh, hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> so I figure Catherine Tate, being the amazing comedian she is, can bring a lot to that role, especially if she's different animals throughout. I love that we both went with Doctor's uh, Companions. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. Nerds. Oh, and I'm not even Fucking done. <laughs> so for Bavmorda, I went to go again with, uh, for some reason, everyone needs to be a redhead in this movie. So <laughs> Why not? We went ahead. I stuck with the redhead theme, but I wanted to keep her a little bit younger because for some reason, the older and having the daughter that age, it didn't it didn't work for me. Yeah. So I, I, younged, I younged up uh, Bavmorda, and that's going to be played by Jillian Anderson. Nice. Ooh. A fantastic, and she can play evil. She can play like you know, steely-eyed. She's, she's has she guy. played and, evil and, before? And let's talk about a woman who just gets better with age. Right. She she was a cute girl, gorgeous woman. I saw she's a photo of her the other day, and it ooh. looked like it was taken in 1990, and it was from today. She's gonna be uh, she's gonna be in town for the the Dallas Fan Expo. No way. Yeah. Isn't is she fantastic. always though? I feel like no, she no, is. no. This is like I think the first time she's come into town. Hmm. She's played some more like indie roles, uh, you know, since she moved to the UK and started putting on like Madonna accent. It's oh no. She's um. You know, <laughs> but but she does play some more out there roles. I feel like she could really tackle that and awesome. make it her own. Um, so for her daughter, for Sorsha, I also went with Karen Gillan because what? we need to keep the redheads together. Yes. Uh, get a room, you guys. Oh, Jeez. my God. We do. We have one. Oh, oh okay. We, we have, have, we have, we have four of them. Three, well four of them. Well done. Brilliant. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that'd be a lot of fun because given Guardians, you know, she could play. There's a lot of tension there between between daughter and mother and she's a yeah. badass fighter so mm-hmm. I think if we take the blue makeup off and just have it be solid Karen Gillan we're good there yeah so her love interest Mad Mardigan is going to be her guardians uh not co-star but someone else from that movie we went with Chris Pratt yes, yes. I almost I feel like we recast him every week because yeah, he could be in I everything had, I had to stay away from him <sighs> but he does I know it was I, tough I felt bad because I blew my load with him a couple episodes right. back and he would have been and perfect he's for this perfect for Mad Mardigan mm-hmm. yeah. he, he's got that right that right balance so mm-hmm. for Willow since we're not going with small people we want Scottish people I just decided to go with someone short so we've got uh, Professor X James McAvoy yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. so yeah. dipping into editing bay recasting his past <laughs> Why probably not? last week we're 
doing it. I think it would have been awesome if it been like, uh, I went with the computer-generated model of Rocket Raccoon <laughs> to, to play Willow. <laughs> hey, guys, really quick, because I was thinking about this. What do we think of Robin Wright as, like, Queen Bav Morda? <gasps> Dude, with the short hair, the House of Cards haircut she's yes. got going on. Oh, she's so intense and icy. That'd be great. Can we keep her on reserve just in case? Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. oh, my director, of course, has to be uh, Rob Reiner because that's what this film feels nice. like. It's in the same universe, so <laughs> I'm totally on board. Robin Wright. Which, have yeah. fun storming the castle. <laughs> All right. Well, if you have any thoughts about our recasting or what we've had to say about Willow, you could talk back to us on Facebook. Just go to Facebook in the search bar, put in the editing bay, find the girl with the bleeding eyes. That's us. And uh, that's where you talk back to us. Let us know your thoughts about Willow or any other movie that we've talked about, or if you have a movie that you'd like us to talk about in the future you can put your suggestions there and uh, Joel and I will add it to the list uh, we've also got a, a website right Joel? Oh we sure do Joe if you type in <laughs> www.editingbay.com it's going to take us to our little website where we have links to our Facebook page and our Twitter handle and you can get episodes and see pics from the live show and any news we have coming up we'll be, uh, we'll be posting there first so that's editingbay.com and uh, while you're at it follow our Twitter handle at the editing bay uh, I will be posting um Maybe a pick and picture uh, of pizza. Picture, picture some pizza. <laughs> some pizza picks. Maybe uh, uh, talking about what movie we're going to be doing next yeah, in the yeah, next yeah, yeah. couple of weeks. Uh-huh. Uh, and also, while you're at it, follow at uh, George's Goiter. George's <laughs> Goiter. Find jo- at George's Goiter because we are totally getting that. Did you Did you get it? Yet? I'm working on it. Working okay, on cool. It. Um, all right. So if you get us on iTunes, we would really appreciate it if you go to your podcasting app. And uh, th- it's thanks to Sarah that, that I've decided to kind of spell this out for you guys because it is a little complex. Because I'm slow. It just No, 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 no. It's true, though. Go to your podcasting app. Go to the search function. And then type in Next Wave Space Radio. That, and then hit enter. <laughs> That's going to bring up all of our Next Wave shows. That's where you go to give us a review and a rating. Uh, you just pick one of, preferably, the editing bay. And then spread the love around to our other shows. A Big Gladiators, MVP, My Comic Life. Uh, we would really love it if you gave us a rating, four-star rating and a review. But yeah, you go ahead and you search that. Click on the icon for uh, for one of our shows. And then there will be three categories. It's like episodes or feeds or whatever. Review and then uh, Related. Pick that middle one, review. That's where you give the rating and the review. Uh, and then we love you for that because we need that stuff so we can get sponsors. Don't know why I'm singing it, but because <laughs> it's practicing for your next recast version. is going to be a musical. There you go. Um, all right. So, yeah, make sure you give us a review, a rating. That would really help out. Join us next week. Or die. Because, or, <laughs> that's it. Just or die because <laughs> we're going to get your addresses and come to each of your homes. And, uh, and Joel is going to. Fuck a pig on your front door. <laughs> uh, no, next week, so this week, when this goes up, the this week we've got Mad Max Fury Road hitting the theaters. That's right. And uh, we had a, a request, and it was something that we'd already kind of planned on doing. Uh, next week we're going to be talking about Mad Max 3 Beyond Thunderdome. The Tina Turner vehicle, We right? don't need another hero. Turns out we didn't. We didn't need we another don't. hero. <laughs> Did you see the picture of, of Mel Gibson showing up at the at the the premiere screening of Mad Max Fury Road? What? And there's a was picture, he invited? Or there's just a picture, and that's what I was wondering. Just drunkenly shows somebody up. Somebody took a picture of Mel Gibson with Tom Hardy, and I'm like, I'm wondering if maybe someone at the door was like, it's cool, Tom Hardy's here. We don't need another hero. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so, yeah, no, Mad Max uh, Beyond Thunderdome. We're going to be talking about that next week here 
on the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. Sarah, thank you so much for joining yeah, us. Yeah, awesome job. And for bringing the pizza. Hell yeah. You're very welcome. So great. Joel, as always, it's a pleasure. Uh-huh. Jeff, thank you very much, sir. We are the editing bay. We'll catch you next week. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.